This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, March 11th, 2012. Journey of Hope, I Nam. Good morning, my name's Carrie Jones, and we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we do greet you this morning. Thank you for bringing us here. And now open our hearts that we might be changed and transformed by your message today, by your word in our lives, by your, your touch. Help us leave differently than when we came in before. We give this time to you now in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. As we journey to the cross, we are reminded that there are others along the way, others in our lives, others who God cares about. And that's a challenge sometimes because we live in a culture, we live in a society that very much focuses on us as individuals, that that very much wants us to think, yes, it's all about me. TV, billboard, magazines, wherever you're looking, it's geared to the individual rather than the society at large. If we're not careful, we start to believe the messages that bombard us from all sides every day. We begin to believe that I'm the center of the universe and everything revolves around me. The interesting thing about this is that concept, it's all about me, is absolutely contrary to Scripture. There is nothing we can find in the Old Testament or the New Testament that supports this. Nothing. God wants us to care about the big picture, not just ourselves. God wants us to care about those around us, not just ourselves. God wants us to love our neighbor, not just ourselves. When the Bible speaks of concepts such as shalom or peace and justice and mercy and righteousness in every case, The focus is not on the individual, but it's on the community, the community at large, the society, the world. We are not at peace if there are others who are not at peace. What affects this affects this because we're a community. That's how God designed it. Justice is not just for a few, but justice is for all. Mercy and righteousness makes no sense in terms of individuals. These are really group concepts. Me being number one as much as sometimes I like to be, it is not the concept that we find in the Bible at all. We never hear that coming from the mouth of Jesus as Jesus shares about himself and about righteousness and mercy with everyone that he speaks to. But, that being said, it doesn't keep us from being self-centered at times, does it? And it didn't keep those in Jesus' time from uh, going there either, not even his own disciples at times. James and John, Zebedee's sons, came up to him, Jesus. Teacher, we have something we want you to do for us. Well, what is it? I'll see what I can do. Arrange it, they said, so that we will be awarded the highest places of honor in your glory. One of us at your right, the other at your left. 
<laughs> now, James and John were two disciples that were very, very close to Jesus. They were really, really good friends. They were part of Jesus' inner circle. They were the first two men that Jesus selected to join him in ministry. And yet, and yet, even James and John get a case of the, it's all about me's. They want the highest places of honor. I guess since they were picked first, they thought maybe they should get that. I don't know. With one sitting at the right and the other at the left. They wanted it to be all about them. And of course, Jesus does not allow that. Mark 10, verses 38 through 40. Jesus said, you have no idea what you're asking. Are you capable of drinking the cup that I drink? Of being baptized in the baptism I'm about to be plunged into? Sure, they said. Why not? Jesus said, come to think of it, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized in my baptism. But as to awarding places of honor, that's not my business. There are other arrangements for that. And so Jesus points out to them that they do not know what they're asking for. They're, they're basically asking to travel the route Jesus will travel, a route that at this point they aren't aware of, but Jesus certainly is. It's a route that leads to the cross, death on the cross. And then he does point out that they will, in fact, go that way if they follow him, kind of a foreshadowing that they would, in fact, be martyrs for Christ later on. He points out that even if they drink the same cup as he drinks, those places of honor on his right and on his left are not his to give. And so here's what happens next. When the other ten heard of this conversation, they lost their tempers with James and John. Can you just imagine the guys together? It's like, what do they think? Anyway, Jesus got them together to settle things down. You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, he said. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. This is what the Son of Man has done. Say the rest with me. He came to serve, serve, not to be served. served. And then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. Well, the other disciples, they get upset when they hear about the request that James and John had. Well, no wonder. I mean, who do they think they are? Special or something? Do they think that it's all about them? And so then Jesus gets all the guys together. And he points out how most of the time people with power throw their weight around how a little power can quickly go to one's head. And then Jesus points out how it's going to be different with them, with his followers, with the disciples. To be great in Jesus' book means to become a servant. Those who want to be first must be the slave to the others. To be a Christ follower, to be more Christ-like, means to do what Jesus did. And the Son of Man, Jesus, came to serve, not be served. He gave his life away in exchange for the lives of the many who are being held hostage by sin. That would be you and me. 
We are the sin hostages, and Jesus gave his life for us so that we might live, so that we might be free, so that we might be forgiven and live through eternity with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus serving, not being served, the model for us to follow. And so what we take from this is very, very simple. We, too, are put here to serve, not be served. In other words, it's, uh, it's about those around us. I am. It's not about me. There was a young man who stopped in the office this past week. We'd never seen him before. He admitted that he had made some bad choices along the way, and at this point he had no place to stay at night. It was a day, I think it was Wednesday, I don't know, it was even snowing that day, a little bit, and he couldn't even go to his parents' house. He had burned all of his bridges. He hadn't eaten for a while either. He had a truck, but he couldn't afford the insurance on the truck, and so he was walking by foot just about everywhere he needed to go. He had no place to turn, and he found himself in our parking lot coming in through our door. Think about that, no place to turn. And he said, well, I guess the church, which he was not a part of any church, that's where he showed up. Wow. You know, just last night I was, I, it's been a crazy week and I'm really tired and uh, I got home from a long day and it was like we ate dinner at 7.30 and I just got in my pajamas and it's like 8 o'clock and I'm going to hit the, I said, Alan, we're, you know, I'm going to bed early. I get a phone call from somebody who goes to this church and she and her husband we're in the ER, and they have a little baby who's under a year old. And she said, Carrie, we're in the ER. Can you come get Hannah for the night? Wow. <laughs> Hannah doesn't know me very well, and I don't know her very well. But I got in the car and went and got Hannah, and there was a little baby that slept in our little empty crib that's been empty for quite a while all night. And I got up this morning not sleeping because when you know you have a new baby in the house, even though I had the baby monitor, I didn't sleep all night because I was afraid I would miss it. You moms know what I'm talking about. But you know, when you're down and out, where do you turn? (laughs) When you don't have another place to turn, where do you turn? You turn to the church. That's what community is all about. I'll make my sleep up sometime in the future. The important thing is that there was a a family that was in need. There was a boy that needed a place to sleep a couple nights ago. And so We Connection Church, uh, we put him up for the night at uh, Pleasant Hill Motel over there in Odessa. Not the fanciest place, but it had a bed and a microwave and a shower. We gave him a bag of food. The next day I picked him up and took him to a friend who gave him a ride to get what was necessary for hopefully a job. I hope so. I didn't hear back from him, so I'm hoping it worked out like he'd wanted to. You know, I had a lot of things to do that day, just like Carrie had some things to do last night. Like sleep. Well, before that, she had some things to do to I get did. ready for today and some uh, things she has tomorrow and this week. 
and, and, you know, helping this young man and taking care of a baby weren't on the list yesterday or that last week when that day started. Uh, and we didn't get done some paperwork <laughs> in either case that we needed to get done. And some of the things on our list didn't get checked off. You know, I know, Carrie, you especially like to, you like to cross them off. Um, but, you know, I was thinking when I was with the young man the other day, because I'm very task-oriented. <laughs> Don't get my way when I have a task to get done. I'm very task But I got to thinking, you know, Jesus didn't say, um, no place in Scripture did he say, get your paperwork done. Did he? No place in Scripture say, thou shalt finish thy to-do list. It's not that those things aren't important. It's important to get your work done. It's important to get paperwork. But those aren't primo, are they, when it comes down to it? What, 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 what Jesus did say is what you did for the least of these, you did for me. What you did for those in need, you did for me. He said, he came to serve, not be served. And if we're going to be followers of him, then we too come to serve, not be served. It's not about me. And so today we pull two containers out of our backpack. There, if I can get it, I might need some help with this, Alan. Oh, great. There you go. Perfect. We pull two containers of water out of our backpack. Now, one for ourselves and one for someone else. We need water ourselves. It's like when we're in a plane, you know, you need to put the oxygen on first and then give the person, you know, your child the oxygen. We need water ourselves because if we're dehydrated, so to speak, we can't help anyone else. We're not much good to anybody. But we also need to carry water for those who we travel with. We need to care for those who we meet along the way. Whatever our day goes like, whatever our night goes like, we need to be prepared to care for those around us, even if we don't know them, sometimes even if it's not convenient, because that's what Christ would do. God puts certain situations and certain people in our lives to teach us It's really not, it's to teach us to have mercy and compassion and to go the extra distance for someone else. And so these bottles of water, this extra container, is a symbol of INAM. What does INAM stand for? It's not about me. Mm. Now the other thing we pull from our backpack this morning is um, is a cross. You might say, hmm, I never thought of packing that in my backpack when I was on a hike. Well, you might want to consider it. Because <laughs> see, this is a constant reminder of where Jesus is headed. <laughs> During this Lenten season, this is a constant reminder where he's headed and we where we are headed when we travel with him. It's a reminder as Jesus heads to the cross that he gave his life for others. He gave his life for you and for me. 
It's a reminder that Jesus died so that we might live. It reminds us that as followers of Christ, we are called to carry the cross, to to live for others, and even to die for others, as Christ did. It reminds us that we too came to serve, not be served. It focuses once again on I-N-A-M. We just call that I-N-A-M, and that stands for It's It's Not not About about Me. me. Say it with me. It's It's not not about me. So we have an opportunity as we come to a close to take some time to consider what that looks like in our own lives. What does it's not about me look like in your life? I know what it looks like in mine. And sometimes it's like, oh, really? Okay, I will. It's about obedience. What's God, what's the Holy Spirit touching in your heart? You know, where does God want you to go? What does God want you to do? Where does God want you to serve? Here, in your family, you know, in your household, in your community, what does that look like? How is God calling you to reach beyond yourself, to serve and not be served? How is God calling you to focus on someone else rather than yourself? We're not talking about being a doormat. We're talking about being the hands and feet of Christ, having mercy and compassion in a Christ-like way. So as as we close, we want to encourage you to take some time to think about that and think about it this week as God might present you with some very interesting opportunities. Pray about that from your seat. You can pray up at the steps. We encourage everybody to get on their knees or go back in the prayer corner and Lori is back there and we'll lift your prayers up to the Lord. Talk to God and ask him to help you better realize it's not about me. Amen? Let's pray. Almighty God, um, it really is a, a convicting passage that you give us in your scripture. Very convicting. He came to serve and not be served and then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. There are many who are held hostage, hostage to uh, the oppression, hostage to sin. We're all held hostage. But you came to free us from that and to be your hands and feet, an extension of you. So, Lord, whatever it is, whatever it is, open us up so that we might be changed and transformed so that we might share you, be Jesus with skin on, as we live out, I am. It's not about me, because, Lord, it's all about you. All about you. We thank you and praise you today and all days. We pray this in your holy name, and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website 
at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.